I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and a very warm welcome to everybody. I am Shrija Agrawal and you are watching your favorite show, Mint Startup Diaries. Entrepreneurship can be a very long journey and can also be very lonely and a protracted one if you don't have a very good sounding board. We are tweaking the format for you a little in the new year. While we have a very interesting startup today, we also have a strong investor mentor on board to get into a banter with the startup to know a little more about the startup journey. With us, it's FlexiLoans.com. They position themselves as a one-stop solution for all SME financial financing needs. We have the co-founders with us in the room. Let's hear from them what really the story is. Hi, uh, my name is Abhishek Kothari. Uh, I'm a co-founder at FlexiLoans.com and today I'm going to take you a, uh, through a little bit of how uh, FlexiLoans started, why do we do things the way we do and uh, hopefully you will take away uh, a little bit about SME lending and India, uh, India landscape in general. So let's start. Um, a few numbers to kind of uh, tell you why we uh, do things. So 94% uh, of Indian SMEs uh, do not have access to finance. So these are small businesses that you buy things from every day, the grocery wala, the pharmacy wala, um, um, the restaurant, etc. And this number translates to about 5 crore SMEs. And the reason they've not been ever uh, accessed uh, through a financial service institution is because they're very difficult, uh, three problems to solve. One is how do you access them? Second is how do you assess them? And third is how do you service them? So um, India is a large country, diversified, uh, 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 diversified uh, businesses, uh, different languages, different regulations across states. And so it becomes difficult to access all of these SMEs through a cost-effective platform. Um, the second is assess, which is even if you were to get access to these SMEs, how would you assess them for their uh, risk and credit worthiness? And uh, Manish will talk later about how do you assess these SMEs for their risk worthiness. Um, and then uh, service, uh, let's say you've given them a loan, how do you get money back? How do you service them for their queries? Do you have branches? Do you have a very cost-heavy model? And does it then make sense to give a 1 lakh rupee loan to a Kirana Wala right next door? Um, and that's where uh, FlexiLoan started. We created this business model about how do we solve this problem in India. And uh, it started with great experience. Uh, when you start the business, you don't have a lot of data to actually do a lot of uh, very uh, extensive data science. And so we started with giving these customers a great experience through an app. Uh, that led to customers coming in. That led to some capital being infused. Uh, we uh, got about 100 crores of investment from a, a great range of uh, investors. Uh, that got us giving more loans and we expanded into different reg regions. Today, we service Pan-India through one single office in Mumbai. So 200 people sitting in a Mumbai office can give loans to any SME in India. So we want to offer not just loans, but insurances, mortgages, uh, everything that an SME would need to grow their business to the next level. Today, about 64% of industrial output is generated by SMEs, and we would want to take that number to like a developed country would have. 
So I would now ask Manish to tell us a little bit about how we can uh, very, um, um, from a data orientation standpoint, talk about the risk and the creditworthiness about these SMEs. Hi, I'm Manish Lunia. I'm one of the co-founders of FlexiLoans. So Abhishek told about the experience that we give and I'll uh, talk about the ways we assess the credit. Right? These are customers who are deserving um, but underserved. And the reason of them being underserved, like Abhishek mentioned, is, is the locations that, they that banks and financial institutions don't have viability to service because these guys are data thin. So our approach actually is about, uh, for us, collections comes first uh, before when we give capital because it's extremely easy to give capital to people who need funds. We just heard the co-founders of FlexiLoan making us a pitch about what they do, what their proposition is, and what the expansion plans are. I also have with me Vikram Gupta, who is the founder of IV Cap Ventures. Vikram has a compelling startup portfolio, which is why is the reason that he's here. Vikram, my first question to you, what did you think of your founders and their pitch? I think they're operating in a space uh, which has huge potential. Uh, India is a market where uh, this kind of opportunity uh, is only going to grow. Uh, even in the current uh, market scenario, if you look at, I think, uh, of course, Flexi Loans is very well positioned uh, uh, in that market and they've already taken a good lead as well. So I, as an investor, neither investor would get quite excited about talking to them and, you know, evaluating that investment opportunity. Interesting. Vikram mentioned this point, you know, very well that in this environment, I want to understand that post the RFS deal package that we saw, NBFC really has become a bad word. It's not necessarily a good word, right? And for any NBFC, be it technology-led, which is yours, or a brick and mortar NBFC, what really is the raw material is the capital, right? Yeah. And capital is commodity. So yes. what makes you different from the other? Fortunately, the kind of investors that we have, the board members that we have, always cautioned us about keeping us capital which is there. So that was the time that we started thinking that you cannot continue to have your own book and you need to diversify the sources of capital. And fortunately, again, because we are technology-led, we could build something which is where we could co-lend with other banks and NBFCs who had deep pockets then. They wanted customers. They did not know how to lend to these people, but they just wanted everything in their formats, etc. So how do you kind of sync up to their large infrastructure bases, co-lend with speed that the consumers were expecting from a flexi loans? 2020 is supposed to be the year we take the hard road. Mm. Where startups really are being talked about to take the path to profitability much more you know, seriously. Yeah. So give me some insights on, you know, are you profitable, are you close to that, what really is your burn rate, and then perhaps segment your expansion plans. Yeah. So I think we're very close to, we are already operating profitable. Uh, we have a burn which is which goes towards a few things like the write-offs or NPAs that we do, a small part of it, uh, or the taxation portions, etc. This year we plan to double our loans, but we don't plan to expand our manpower. So tell me one thing, you know, banks in this country are such formidable institutions, right? They haven't been able to get the NPA problem correct. So what can a digital upstart which says that, you know, I will just change the problem again? I mean, because when I speak to traditional bankers, they say that the future really is physical plus digital. It can never, and very, very assertively they say. There haven't been banks, there are not many NBC, in fact, any NBS in the country who have delivered loans in more than 100 locations in the country, right? You have dispersed loans in 1200 locations within 48 to 72 hours, right? So that is a market which was there with a state bank probably. All of us fintechs who have now been dispersing on a monthly basis about 500 to 1000 crores, 
that is the market taken from the very well known NBFCs or banks that you have to give a loan to a person who has assets etc in pricing we are saying hey we will take extra effort to reach that 94% that Abhishek spoke about but we will price that 3% extra NPA you basically want to be the one stop shop for all financing needs of SMEs is that really the USP you know because a lot of other fintech firms also do that right so what really is different about flexi loans in that context maybe you can take that question so um, I mean, when we say that uh, everybody's doing the same thing and what is different, you have to realize that this is a 5 crore SME's opportunity and all fintechs put together have given about 2 lakh loans. Okay, So I, I think it is too early to say that companies are me too. Uh, I think not, nobody including us has created a large dent in the market to actually capture a market share and solve that need. Uh, having said that, there are some things that we do very differently than others and one of the biggest differentiators is that um, we want to be a truly digital company, which means no branches, no physical sourcing through DSA's agents or feet on street, and the ability to underwrite and service the customer through a digital layer. Now, that is incredibly difficult to build. Vikram, I want to sort of pull you in here. You know, this, he spoke about the fact that modes will evolve. He will get defensible models there, competitive advantage will evolve. If you are an investor looking to invest, say, in flexing, and you also have FT Cash on board, company doing very well, growing very fast. What are the key questions or concerns in your mind, especially at a time when fintech is a word which is very loosely bandied around by the VCs? You know, I've seen this in phases. They became an e-commerce rage. Then SaaS was a rage. Now it looks like fintech is a rage. So really, you know, Vikram, I want to understand from a VC perspective. So, so I think, you know, as... Uh, rightly mentioned, I think uh, we're just scratching the surface in terms of the size of the opportunity. So that's very well said and I think it's, it's absolutely right. Uh, I think therefore everybody who's operating in this space has an opportunity to define their business model and how they're going to scale up because, you know, uh, one has to dissect this further because this, this five crore SMEs we're talking about, you know, there are very different segments within that, right? I mean, we're talking about ones who are operating in the digital space versus one where you actually need feet on street because you know they actually will probably take long time before they actually are seen anywhere on any, any digital platform uh, and that also is a substantially large market. Uh, so I guess one needs to really segment this further and define their space. So in that context, I think it's very important to really size the opportunity properly and see you know how big you can grow. and. You know, I think the size is so large that, you know, you pick any segment. If you're the market leader in that segment, you, you, you can create uh, at least a few billion dollar companies in that space. So what is the biggest challenge that you're facing? And Vikram, I come to you now, you know, you must have heard these like from a lending card, for instance, or a capital float, for instance. And often, like you mentioned about the fact that moats will evolve. But the environment that we are into right now, Capital itself can also be a moat, right? Ultimately, you guys are burning. You want access to customers, and the better capital funded you are has a competitive advantage automatically. So, Vikram, what is your advice for them? You know, in this point of time, as you said, you know, environment has changed, and people are asking much harder questions now, and they're going to much more details yeah. of you know what is your fundamental value driver and uh, what is the profitability metric uh, and uh, how are you going to scale up the business. Capital efficiency, how are you going to deploy your capital. Uh, I would say that while 
it's very impressive the kind of uh, cap table that they've created in terms of the kind of names that they have uh, on their uh, cap table. Uh, but it it has uh, its own pros and cons. Right. So typically, while there are people on the cap table who are uh, who, who have set up their own institutions or institutions themselves, uh, but the capital itself is not institution capital. Right. right. So so I think uh, to raise a twenty-five to thirty million dollar check as an institutional capital, I think it could still happen based on the track record created, etc. But this would still be a first round of institutional capital. Any question for Vikram? Reverse pitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to pick one of the two, high profitability, high NPA, or uh, low profitability, low NPA, which model would you pick? I think I would put somewhere in the middle because, uh, you know. You're being safe now. No, 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 I'll tell you why. <laughs> because ultimately, ultimately, uh, you know, and I, I'm looking at it from my perspective as a VC investor, right? So for us, you know, if you're focusing too much on high profitability uh, model, you know, you're somewhere you're compromising on your scale. Yeah. Right. On a low profitability model, uh, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, there is a reason why the profitability is low. I mean, it's a conscious call that you're, that you're compromising on something else. Mm. You know, uh, uh, rather if you're compromising on your profitability, it's at the cost of building something else, right? Okay. On that note, here's a wrap up from Startup Diaries. Gentlemen, it was incredible having you. And thank, thank you, Victor, for those meaningful thank insights. You. I think it's a great learning for all of us. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.